You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. I want to welcome you to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast. And if you haven't already subscribed to our YouTube channel, I pray that you'll do that. And then be sure down at the bottom of the screen to hit that like button. That'll help us get play in front of more people. And then if you want notifications for whenever a new podcast comes out, be sure to ring the bell. And then one more thing, if you go to our website, myfaithroots.com, there's a place where you can subscribe to the free email devotion that accompanies this message every day, and we'll give it to you in print. So let's get right into our study, 1 Thessalonians 5.23. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, I want to talk about another dimension of renewing your mind today, and I want to talk about defeating the strongholds of the enemy. The strongholds that Satan builds are not these big spiritual air castles that exist out here in the spirit world. Uh, when we read about them, there's a context, and the context is Second uh, Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3, 4, and 5, and you can see that the context of this is a mental battle, a battle in the mind. Let's read it, 2 Corinthians 10, 3, 4, and 5. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, they're not natural, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So these strongholds are not these big air castles that exist in the spirit world. They are strongholds that are developed over time in the minds of people. And we have been given weapons to tear those things down. Now, I can tear them down in my own mind, and I can tear them down in someone else's mind if they'll listen to what I'm preaching, what I'm teaching and saying. A, a stronghold is a human response, a repeated response, that is triggered by something that the enemy worked really long and hard to construct. Some people have a great fear of riding horses. And the reason they have a great fear of riding horses is they had a very negative experience in life somewhere along the way, probably in childhood, where they got bucked off a horse or a horse bit them or they, they, they didn't have a lot of confidence being around a horse. So they do not like horses at all and they actually are very fearful of getting onto the back of a horse. And uh, that is uh, somewhat of a stronghold. Uh, now, it, it, it could be a real problem if you lived on a ranch and needed to work cattle a lot. Uh, but uh, the point that I'm making is this, is that people have all kinds of strongholds. Uh, maybe when you were in junior high school and uh, you looked up and there were some kids over in the corner of the lunchroom pointing in your direction, and they were looking at you, laughing and making fun of you and talking to themselves about you, and, and it really hurt you. Well, ever after that time, 
when you see someone laughing and they happen to be looking in your direction, they're talking about me. I know they're talking about me. Well, that, that what happens is you develop a stronghold and you begin to believe everybody's out to get me. And just because some people were out to get you doesn't mean everybody's out to get you, but that's what happens. We develop these things in our lives. And these common strongholds are shared. So, so whole groups of people develop these strongholds based upon things that are not true or things that don't have real merit, and they begin to think this way. They begin to expect certain things to happen. They know that everybody's against them. They know they're not going to have favor. They begin to expect the worst. And let me just tell you this about spiritual forces. Spiritual forces can work in the negative exactly the way that they work in the positive. So you need to change the way you think so you can expect favor. Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and with man. When you grow in favor with God, you're going to grow in favor with man. It's just going to happen. God's going to help you to favorably walk with man and people are going to want to help you because of the fact that you have favor with God. Now you may develop some enemies spiritually along the way, but overall you'll see a great favor come through people because you have favor with God. All right, let's talk about these strongholds. For though we walk in the flesh, we don't war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Strongholds are not quickly developed. They are not immediately developed. They are actually stage four of Satan's strategic operation. And so he gives us here four different steps. And let me give them to you. First of all, there are thoughts that come to you that do not obey Christ. Number two, there are high things, thoughts that contradict what God has said in his word. Number three, there are imaginations where you begin to see these things playing out or you imagine things in a way that is not true, but you imagine it anyway. And then number four, you have a real stronghold. I think maybe the best way for me to get this across is just to tell you a story about how I developed a stronghold in my life about the post office of all things. I was a young minister on a very small income, and I, I, it, it was tight every month. I didn't have a lot of wiggle room in my money. Now, this is back in 1973. So small town, we did not use personalized checks from our bank. You could. I didn't. I used a counter check anytime I wanted to buy something. And so a counter check, for those of you who don't know, is a blank check on your bank, and you can write it, and they will subtract the money from your account. It's easy to lose count of a counter check because it is not numbered. And so the way I kept up with my bank balance was I would stop by the bank. It was across the street from where I worked and walk in every few days and say, what's my balance? And they would tell me what I had. And so I did not know how to balance a checkbook. I heard people talking about that, but I didn't know what it meant. Nobody ever really taught me how to handle money. To me, an outstanding check was a check for $50 or more. That's an outstanding check. In other words, I didn't take into account that there might be checks that haven't come into the bank. So when I got my balance, 
I think I have this much money, but I don't because a check will come in and take away that money. Well, that's what happened. And then I bounced a check. I went to the mailbox, and there was an overdraft notice from my bank. I found out that they charged me $5 for that bounced check. And so I scrambled together, borrowed some money, and put it in thinking that I had covered what had happened. But there were more checks out there that I hadn't counted on. And so once this began to pile up, it was those $5 overdraft charges that began to accelerate uh, my, my deficits. And so I literally had overdraft notices every single day of that particular month. And I, I mean, I, I, and I kept scrambling to borrow money and get money put in the account to try to cover up where I was missing uh, the, the, the balance. And it didn't work. And so finally, at the end of the month, I finally did get it repaired. But I racked up $175 in overdraft charges. Well, when my salary was $325 a month, you can see what the hole that ate in my finances. And so I developed a stronghold. Even once I got the thing fixed and I learned how to balance a checkbook, even once I got that done, when I walked in the post office, my blood pressure went up every single time. We moved. I got a higher-paying job, went into a different city, walked into the post office. I did not like the feeling of being in that post office. It, it, it really bothered me. Uh, I, my blood pressure went up, and I never got an overdraft notice from that post office. Uh, but, but you see, a stronghold had developed in my mind. Now, here's the funny thing. My wife, Deliva, grew up on a ranch, and it was two miles from her house to the mailbox. The mailbox was on a county road two miles away across the ranch, interior roads. And so when she was young, before she had her driver's license, her parents would let her go get the mail. And so she would drive across the ranch roads on the dirt roads to go to the mailbox, get the mail, bring it back. She had a fond memory of that mailbox. She loved getting the mail. And me, on the other hand, I don't want to get the mail. I don't want to know about the mail. The mail is a negative thing for me. I had a stronghold. And that stronghold developed because of the negative things that I had in my life. Now, here's what I want you to see. The Word of God has been given to us to tear down strongholds. And eventually I learned how to reprogram my thinking so that I had no fear of the mailbox. But it's always best if you can deal with a stronghold before it gets started. And how do we do this? We start by bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. In other words, I don't let that thought linger till it becomes an imagination. I'm going to deal with it the minute it strikes my mind. And I will actually say this to myself. I'm not accepting that thought. That thought does not obey Christ. I take captive every thought and make it obey Christ. And so when that negative thought comes, immediately there is a decision in my mind to deal with that thought. The reason that a lot of people have strongholds, they don't deal with those thoughts. They let those thoughts grow. They continue to grow. They become more powerful. They turn into imaginations. And once they become imaginations, they become strongholds. Strongholds 
affect your behavior. Now you begin to manifest this outwardly. You have negative things in your actions because you have a stronghold in your mind. God's Word has been given to us so that we can tear down those strongholds, but it's best if we don't ever let them develop. Well, that's all the time we have for today, but we're not nearly done with this. We're going to pick up with this next week. We've got a few days before we launch the next series of podcasts, but in that, I will talk more about how we deal with our ways. I'll see you then. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.